what's happening here. I got And now, History Boulevard with John Oakley. It was on this date in 1995 that uh, an unemployed plumber and U.S. Army vet, Sean Nelson, went on a rampage in a patent tank. And so uh, we want to pick it up with Phil Cady, a retired officer with the San Diego Police Department. He was the first officer on the scene when the rampage began. Phil Cady, great to have you on the Oakley Show in Toronto. Good afternoon. Hi, John. Thanks. I'm happy to be on with you. Well, Phil, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, You were there in 1995. I guess uh, if we were to start, though, uh, could we say that this was really a tragic story, that of Sean Nelson, the Army vet and unemployed plumber? Uh, Can you maybe tell us how, you know, he was enmeshed in some tragic affairs that sort of led to all of this? Yeah, you know, I'm not really good on the history. It is a tragic story. It's something that took place over the the course of some time where, uh, you know, his life was going good. He had a successful plumbing business. And uh, as that slowly filled and he uh, dived deeper into the use of drugs, uh, like most people that go down that path, his life started to fall apart. And uh, he started doing things like digging for gold in his backyard. And uh, just it spiraled out of control over the course of about a year or so. Yeah. And uh, just to set maybe more of the scene uh, in 91, his wife of six years filed for divorce. 92, he lost both of his parents to cancer. Uh, He got into drug use or abuse. And uh, so it spiraled out of control. And he snapped on this day in 1995. Uh, What was the call that came in to tell you uh, and maybe describe it because it sounds surreal, you know, someone in a tank rolling down the road? Yeah, well, at the time, I was a young uh, uniform patrol officer in San Diego, and I was actually uh, helping some other officers that were uh, searching for a suspect that they had been chasing on foot, and I was holding a perimeter position, making sure he didn't get out of the area. And uh, we had some detectives on an unrelated surveillance a few miles away. One of the detectives got on the police radio and said that a tank was driving down a residential road running over cars. And... Yeah, I, I heard that, and of course, my thought was he didn't possibly say a tank, did he? And the dispatcher thought the same thing. She questioned him about it. He said, yeah, it's a tank. So I jumped in my patrol car and immediately started heading that way as fast as I could. Um, and what did you see what, 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 when you came upon the scene? What were your thoughts? Well, so when I got there, there were a few officers already behind him, but he was uh, driving down a, a business road and he knocked over a traffic signal and it got caught on the back of the tank. If you ever see the video, you'll see this part and it fell off. And so all the officers behind him got trapped, but I went through the Jack in the box drive through, got in on the other side. And then I was the only one behind him for about 45 to 60 seconds. And uh, it was surreal. You know, it took, even though I knew it was a tank, it still wasn't quite processing in my mind that this was an army tank that, that I was chasing in a police car. Yeah, 37-ton patent tank. Uh, How fast was it going? Uh, Well, he got onto the freeway, and uh, he tried taking out a a pedestrian bridge. And at that time, he's he's running into it, backing up, running into it, backing up. And I think that's the first time where I realized that I was in danger. And I tried to back up and get some distance between my patrol car and him. And then he started moving. He wasn't successful, so he started moving back down the freeway and my guess is uh, he was probably going about 50 miles an hour or so. And by this time, there was uh, a plethora of police cars behind him, me and a bunch of other police cars. 
Well, how did, uh, was there a consideration? How are we going to stop this guy? He's in a tank. We're in police cars. There's no contest. Yeah, exactly. And you could hear officers getting on the radio, um, trying to figure out how to do it. Some officers were uh, asking for the Marine Corps to send an attack helicopter because we had a Marine Corps base not too far away, which I thought was crazy sounding like someone uh, were going to have a Cobra helicopter shoot a rocket in the middle of the city of San Diego. <laughs> but uh, in the end, what happened was uh, one of the other officers uh, who was actually in the car next to me was a former tanker in the Marine Corps. And he said that if he could get up on top of the tank, he knew how to get in through the emergency uh, escape hatch. And uh, we were lucky because uh, Sean turned that tank and he tried to go over the center divide onto the oncoming lanes of the freeway, but he took a bad angle and he ended up getting high centered and he couldn't get the tank off of there. So, uh, so the officer uh, ran over to the tank. I ran over with him and a couple other officers. I lifted them up onto uh, the tank and they were able to open up the escape hatch and uh, eventually uh, stop uh, Mr. Nelson from uh, getting that tank off of the center divide. Well, the way he was stopped uh, was a tragic ending, wasn't it? It was, yeah. They they ended up having to uh, use deadly force on him to get him to stop. Otherwise, uh, there was no way of coaxing him out or anything that had not been a consideration? No, yeah. They tried. They, it was too small. They couldn't get in there to, uh, to pull him out. They thought about using uh, pepper spray on him. But their fear was that he would almost uh, set the tank free off the center divide. And that at any second, he was going to run into all the oncoming traffic and, and kill how many people come in the opposite direction. Well, my understanding is there were criticisms in the aftermath. You didn't have to shoot him, but uh, that was something, I guess, that the public or those who were labeling those criticisms uh, really hadn't considered. You were there. You saw the potentiality for there being a disaster. Yeah, yeah. And I, I totally understand why people would uh, wonder if that maybe was the best way to do it or not. But when you were there and you saw what the tank was doing and you knew that it was about to set itself free, at least in our minds, that's the way it appeared, that it was about to set itself free. Then I think the officers on top of that tank had no choice but to take the action that they took. And uh, they believe that they were uh, saving a lot of lives by doing that. So how extensive was the damage to the point where, uh, you know, by terms of uh, dollars that may be in reparations and so on and so forth, any idea? No, I really have no idea. He, he destroyed a lot, a lot of property. Um, he ran over motorhomes, different cars, uh, uh, traffic signals, bridges, all, all kinds of stuff. It had to be, it had to be, I had to guess, I would say in the millions in today's dollars. And a story that still lives in infamy in San Diego. It certainly does. Yeah, uh, certainly seared into the memory of, well, anyone who was a participant there, but Phil Cady, a retired officer with the San Diego Police Department, the first officer on the scene when the rampage began on this date in 1995. Uh, thank you for, well, reliving, reliving or rekindling it for us here. Uh, I appreciate your time this afternoon. Wish you the best. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me, John. You got it. There he is, Phil Cady. Listen to The John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on Earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. 
So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast Library.